0: every can't tell if it's on. Hey everybody and welcome this is Dr. Tavo DRC. We're out here in the out here in the streets, really out here in the grandstands of the Lord where people are themselves. You know, we could be in a house, we could be in church too much. And I think that this is where the revival is really going to be and I think the real harvest is gonna be maybe they're not gonna even want to go near some of these churches a lot of them if it's the Eli Temple priesthood if they're being you know scanned and if they're being qualified that they don't meet the muster of the in-house crowd proud crowd so we're more happy being out with the normal folks and you know it isn't the natural nobody's really normal I'm seeing it's so much more diverse, it's so much more easygoing. There's no showmanship putting on an air, and even if you just happen to get on media, you could be yourself, and that's really what I want. And when I wear my glasses, you know, it's easier because maybe, you know, since so many people in the Christian, you know, mega ministries typecast me by not being too visible, maybe they'll respect white woman with the blonde hair, like they do the white ones seem to respect the black ones more than the white. And I say that because of years before I started getting typecast, I really think though, hate to say it. I think it's because they're afraid of being called racist, but with their own mothers, with their own white race, these are white ones only. Black people never stereotype me they get me. So I'm really sent to diverse. I don't know why. And we're here for the body of Christ. We're going to say, let's make it easy on people. Let's make it diverse. You know, E-O-R-R, equal opportunity, real respect for the office of every human who sets foot on the property. And then call off all these scanners and all these haughty witch watchers. Some of them, you know, you have to have, because I do a lot of charismatics, and I'm not a charismatic. (laughs) But I know the turf. and You know, I'm like a... Harvest person the Ephesians for crossbody true unity is our, our brand our name So I'm here for the body of Christ as a team black and white and really more black than white because the white They're just gonna keep on doing the usual They don't think they need to have any kind of significant changes in a lot of these places Not all of them. Hey, and maybe I'm calling the kettle black. I don't know you could talk to me. But I I am a lot more diverse. I don't know why it just runs in the family, runs in my blood. So we're here for the body of Christ, the Christians, and we're gonna talk to the ones that understand the need to have people just basically respect you. You know, when I go in, and I'm talking to ministers, if I go in, I know who I am. I don't need to be on the front row. I don't need to be, you know, greeted with respect or say, oh, you know, prophet Tavo or pastor or whatever I am, the modicum is a strange, the modicum is basic, equal opportunity, real respect for the office of the human, made in God's image. Everybody, high or low, is made in God's image. And I think we've really gotten out of the, I think we're more into our packaging and our brand, our self-protection, and now it's accusing, just like the Eli Temple I priest at first Samuel chapter one, they fatigued, jaded, seen it all before, had miserable times. And so now when God surprises him, it's a new move about to happen, ready to happen. He doesn't pass the test because of his jaded, bigotry, plus mainly with the Eli Temple priesthood, he didn't pass it because he never got over his sin. He didn't repent for Misogyny, woman hating, for allowing his two associate pastors, his sons, the temple priests, to sleep with the women, to make the offering commandeered for themselves. And this was widely known through the whole area. Either Eli was completely out of it, in the wrong place, should he have retired, or he should have risen up. And corrected them, and sat them down, and kicked them out. You don't accuse people; you assess them. And so people around it, they were they were assessing because it was fruit. They were judging the fruit. It was notorious that the sons of Belial—I guess that's your pronunciation—the two Eli priesthood sons, Hophni and Phineas, nicknamed children of the devil were the local associate pastors <laughs> and the offering of the lord was the offering of the lord was despised in the whole area because that and i'm out in the grassroots and the offering of the lord has been despised for 40 years as long as i can remember after tv gone mainly now does that mean everyone's evil that i'm mad at anybody that i'm blacklisting any kind of group no but i'm concerned. For the future of the new people who would not know jesus if they get accused by walking into the door and they are blacklisted because you heard some reputation and you've never met these people and you they, they look like your former monster that you had to deal with and you've typecasted your eli temple i preset what happened was <coughs> Eli was so misogynist, so woman devaluing, demeaning, that he didn't correct his sons. Maybe he was scared to, him. maybe they're controlling, that could happen. But he should have manned up and kicked him out, disciplined. Him. However, since he it was evident, it was like a, oh, they're boy, let the boys be boys, big guys club. Oh yeah, that's just what guys do, men do that. God was serious. He was tired of watching his women, leader women, being devalued, disrespected, disrem you know, abused and used for years. So this is the new season, right before this, right in this new move of God. And God's not gonna settle for what he used to. I know that. I've been doing that for twenty years. So therefore the Eli Templar priesthood it's about relationships, it's about ego, it's about pump, it's about job security. Oh yeah, you know, comfy and cozy and gentrified, we've got all the money and we're never satisfied, and people are going hungry, but you know what, we don't care just so it's about us, our future, our 401k, whatever. So we have the two relationships that are really upsetting to God, devaluing a female, a mother a daughter the future mothers in Christ or in the you know teaching we have the accusation based on gender stereotypes when the weeping hannah who's grieving is Labeled from afar, the old witch watcher type thing. Oh yeah, I've seen him before. Yeah, she looks like one of those. He looks like one of those. Devil from hell himself. God is not going to allow this in this coming move. This spying and thinking you're the super seer. He's not going to allow it. He will not allow it. The test of the Eli, compassion fatigue priesthood he sat there and he saw a woman that looked down, she was weeping, and instead of rising up like the man of God should, or the woman of God, the office, he said, oh, it's a drunk. One more, I only got a few more minutes left on my lunch break, and there is one of those baggage-laying, pitiful, weak, little women. That is the LP. The Dumber Vessel. The little Texas blonde stereotype the fan club follower devout fan club follower of the Eli <laughs> I've been around listen i have I have motivated for this it's just the little weaker <laughs> gullible easily used vessel you know I could go I'm gonna go for it in ministry before the year, I never knew how perverse and how awful the twisting of depraved minds in ministry, Christian leaders that said they were leaders, like these were lower level following famous people that are upper level, but I was with them. And so you get this impression that like, They know the scripture perversion, perversion of remember that when it says there will be weak willed lusted ladies that the men try to, you know, they, they are that in the last days, there'll be women that are so weak and so lust laden, the men will come and take advantage of it. And that was like a, it was like a horrible discovery. They're looking for that. (laughs) Oh, yes, she looks weak it's hannah weeping. she just lost her mother husband oh yeah divorcee yeah oh yeah yeah i am so and god is so so discouraged and so upset by this garbage going on in grassroots christian twisted misogynist Shh. Tongue talking. None of these are Baptists. None of these were Black. These are not anybody but tongue talkers. That's why I quit. Not, that isn't the only reason. Piled up all the different reasons. All the different excuses for doing all this stuff. Is why I got out of being a charismatic at the sign. I dropped my non-profit on purpose in 2013. But you know what? I haven't missed it a day. The accuser. This... The evil seer on the new visitor, the typecast. What is the scripture? Right before I came on, let's go back to some positive power. John 15, 12, it says, This is my commandment that you love one another. And then the little children's song says, This is my commandment that you love one another, that your joy will be full. You know what? My joy is full. My joy is full in ministry and personally even though i haven't had it easy haven't been able to be waited on have hanky bearers and accepted by the mega elite and sometimes by the micro really elite because there's so much patricianism and elitism and false doctrine so it stirred me up with a passion to be a noble bullion if i mention you with the fruit of your ministry and it is that bad, filled with Roman patricianism, if you work on it, we'll be fine. This is God's commandment, that we love one another if we walk. Here's some tests, First John 1-7. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we will have fellowship one with another. Hmm. Let's go back to that. Do we really devalue God's scripture now? If we walk in the light, well, I'm walking in the light. But if I get withstood, stared at, demeaned, typecast, you're not like us in, in that t- same kind of thing. If I get stared at, frozen at, when I say hi and they look like condescending, you're, you're just a fool, you dare talk to us. You know, that's why I quit because I, pay my price i'm speaking on behalf of many people this is not personal this is a bit personal but it is sharing how people will feel i go in there and i've laid down my life for years decades for the Lord. i have the fear of the lord i would never treat anybody with disrespect disrespect because they came and visited my fellowship i would have the honor integrity the holy fear of the lord and the love in my heart to respect and not demean any kind of person that showed up at my table, my office, my door. I will say this. When I was in Plano, Texas, and I test drove, I'd been with all these char- charismatics, patricians. Prophetic patricians. Legalistic. Well, you got to be covered. we got to keep our eye on you. And I'm not well, and I'm not a patrician. So I go in there as a real person, a natural person, E-O-R-R, more diverse of course, these are not diverse people, they, they're trying but they're not there, I understand the real way to do it, how to get more people that are diverse in, of course I don't fit their stereotype, they're all cloned to the famous top person, though I like the famous top person, I like a lot of these people, I really do. But for fellowshipping with the saints you have to now pre-qualify and meet their standard based on their cult, based on their criteria of their famous wealth group. Well meaning but off. Wrong. So you go in there and you think I'll just go in there because I've been in grassroots ministry. I have lived in grassroots ministry Mega Ministry, Dallas, Texas, East Coast. I have been a pastor's daughter. I'm not a novice. I'm not a perfect person, but I'm not one that has to be bowed to and scraped to. That's gone. So I go in there as test driving. I don't say go in there because I need all. I need to take time off. I like the body of Christ, men and women. So I'll go in there, and the red flag to me. Am I going to be spied and not spoken to by the old whelp spirit, that deer in the headlights thorn in my flesh? It is a thorn in my flesh. It really is. It has buffered me, kept me back, and it's just so pitiful. It really is pitiful. And so as I go, I go with black people in my mind. I go with brown people in my mind. I go with atypical visitors in my mind, because that's what the Lord has shown me this is. It is a red flag for the non-diverse. Let me be the litmus test. That's okay. I walk in, if it's there, it'll rise up. It's never black, not one black person. When I went to, um, years ago, I had a friend with a black bishop and his wife, and he said, you know, about the respecter of persons, this is it mingle not faith with the respecter of persons it's sin also it keeps you from fulfilling on their they're stopping first john 1 7. first john 1 7 is said if we walk in the light as he in the is in the light then we'll have fellowship with one another But if there's this big I, little you patricianism, or withstanding of pride, really pride cult spirit against black people, brown people, energy that's different, atypical people, males or females, you who do this, you are in rebellion. You're in rebellion to block unity. You're in rebellion. To diversity you're in rebellion because you've got a haughty spirit of the of the respect person spirit which is not diverse it is clubby clonish and clickish and cultish and this is where we're mentioning it i will not be seer scanned and peer spied and never be spoken to that is plain old thorny and ornery. It is cult spirit and haughty, superior fellowship pride. When I went to the Baptist church, I'd been around all this type of thing down in Dallas. You couldn't get away. Either they'll, you know, if you say like this, they say, well, you know what, she's just got unforgiveness. They have their pop psychology walls up in denial. All right. She is wounded. That's a white thing, a big white thing. Oh, she's wounded. That means it's her fault. We've insulted. We have transgressed. We have been typecasting. We have been misogynist. Oh, but it's her fault. She is not sweet like baby Jesus. I know this talk. Listen, I I understand it. I get it. You're going to be responsible. I'm not. I'm not responsible for how you act. So I'd been around all this hoop jumping and all this charismatic, prophetic hoopla. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go try a famous Plano mega church because I'd heard good things. A lot of, nice, really, the nicest people I've met in Texas that were Christians came from this big church in Plano with two branches, one in... Frisco, I guess somewhere like that out there So I thought I would go because they're real Christians So I went to the church and I look these people are diverse They actually smiled. I don't feel like I'm getting typecast The people are raising their hands to the Lord and even standing and raising their hands to the Lord. They love the Lord They were fear of the Lord. I hadn't found fear of the Lord in all of Texas It was so bad had no fear of the Lord in ministry. It was all about presentation. Making it big. Machinations. Maybe a lot of imagination, fantasy, entertainment. A lot of it was not down to earth unless you met people from this kind of church. And I'm talking only about the same color caucasian and these were whelp you couldn't find one that moved in the spirit that wasn't whelp and i'm not whelp and i am not well. i am e-o-r-r all right so when we go i go to this church and you can tell some of the members are a bit patrician but the people were just like real christians and they had the fear of the lord and on the way out i went out as a white woman the typical texas Texas T, as in typecast of every charismatic and whelp in the nation, and I, and I can handle it. You know, this is how black people feel. That's all I can think. Internationals from Iran, somewhere like that. So I do it out of love, Christ love for them. So then I go to the door and I think, wonder, you know, there he is standing at the door, and he was. This is a more red state kind of. They were more political, and this was a few years ago, and I thought, you know, I don't feel that I, you know, am, am part of this, but I really was honored, and it was a great, great church. I really recommend it, but I just knew that I have to be more in the charismatic flow. They didn't need the doctrine of holy fear of the Lord. They had it. But anyway, so I went to the door. I mean, there he was at the door, this big church emptying out, and there's the pastor standing there on the way out to the parking lot. So I went over and said hello. He was not patrician. He was not LP. He took time with me. He was nice. He was respectful. He was E O R R. He was smart and humble. But it was like, no, he didn't file me under typecast. Let's get her out of here quick. Through age, through look, through the typical fan club follower this was the shocking, exciting difference. So I'm thinking, how come there is such a, how come there's typecasting so often in Mega Ministry now? In Dallas, out here, how come is, have we just gotten so 30 years of success, 20 years of success, now we know it all. Have we gotten this like, jaded, us against them, better watch out, they're going to take our ministry built, 15 years, 25 years to build, now we got our money, we don't want anyone to take it. That's your truth. I mean, I don't know, but I'm evaluating it by as a visitor, a newbie, with the harvest in mind, the new move of God, and equal opportunity, real respect, with no bias, no jaded Hannah on the front steps, or anybody else to go through that. So is there legalism? Does this boil down to a lot of legalism, a lot of lack of love, and then maybe a country wealth. Country wealth. My daddy was raised in a port- postage stamp, Dallas, Georgia. Yet he was not country, he was not wealth. He respected his mother, my mother, his the her mother, and all the rest of us, and he had two girls. He was the head of the home, a real man, and a one-woman man. It is my opinion that the Eli Temple priesthood equals Phariseeism. It also equals misogyny, down deep. It also equals like maybe they were fooling around. They were not one-woman men, either in ministry, on the worship team, or prior to that, when they were famous. I've analyzed this. God's shown me things for 25 years. So I go back and I think I walk in with a one woman man, one you know, holy background, fear of the Lord, Ephesians
1: 5:21
0: in marriage. Mutual respect, mutual submission and the fear of the Lord. And I don't come in with any agenda. And I just come in cuz I've been through hell. <laughs> I need a break from ministry or life and I come in to get in the spirit or whatever so you go in there like this no no agenda person yet whatever is in my countenance and spirit is too much freedom or more diverse because I'm not totally red state red state let me say it over and over to me now after Texas red state is not Republican, necessarily. Red state probably is Republican, but red, if I say Republican, that's not an accusation or a liberal. It's not an accusation. But red state is the is a subculture that means I can't get along. I won't respect anybody but me. I've been me white Repu- you know, red state all my life, country white, and it is a terribly disrespectful ungentlemanly but making it big and want to be big and ministry culture as well ego and there could be streaks of it in megachurch there could be not so I'm asking everyone pray and search your soul because this move I'm here to rep- I'm here to shock everybody including me <laughs> here to shock everybody is the least likely to be. But I'm here on behalf of Holy Spirit, the Lord, have a little humor and life once in a while, in ministry, E-O-R-R, because this season, it's not gonna be the same old, same old. It is gonna be more diverse. You know, back in Richmond, 30 years ago, 25 years ago in Richmond, they would have pastors and ministers prayer gatherings and repent for cultural sins and racism and all that. And I was always in that for many years. At one point, I just thought this today, at one point they were mentioning the First Nations groups. They were mentioning like the Native Americans and to go back and ask forgiveness and to repent for the First Nations sins, which we did. And a lot of people have done that. And the only thing is, I think, what if everybody loved on those First Nations? What if those people accepted them better and were diverse and honored their culture and accepted them in the beloved? Maybe a lot of the racism we have now, including African-Americans, would be avoided in this part of America that we're on now. I don't want to accuse anybody, but I'm saying this. I am a mother. In Christ, and if I go into some of these demeaning, jaded, accusing, as a elder lady, senior lady, experienced, a real mom, if I go in there, and and I'm letting you know for any mom, all the moms, all the moms, I don't wear pink. I'm sorry, it's not me. I, I my colors are. Happy sunny yellow and blue, those are my favorites. But I represent all the females that go in there and demean if they wear pink, don't treat them shallow. All right, I'm here for the moms, the future moms, the grandmoms, the single moms, the f- single ladies. If I go in there and you all just what we found in not black ministries, not black pastors, it is the white. They don't care if you're older. They'll just be as rude as, meanest snakes like right lately. Meanest snakes. They don't... You have no clue. You really don't have clue what you're doing. You really don't. You're, it's scary for you, not me. You are being... You're being foolish. you know, angels unaware. I go in there with... All five, all four or five of the mature offices, teacher, Ephesians office, evangelist, apostle, prophet, pastor. I pastor online and it's coming, something is coming to plant it on land. I plow up the ground first. I just can't go in there because of the spirit, the demeaning ego spirits evil spirits and because it is so disrespectful and um, I'm letting you know to warn you really to warn you you've had your chance everybody's had their chances my agent you know up and down you've had your chance in these elite moves that's it the Eli Temple priesthood is gone we care for you we care for anyone in the Eli priesthood or not but I'm not going to be an elite One reason I enjoy being out away from that, it's not just the the head person, it's their crowd that can be the worst. They're second in command. They're elite. I don't know, in Dallas, out here, it is not the high gimlet, as my father-in-law used to call people. It's not the high gimlet. It is often, The next one's down and the next one, even little churches, some of the little churches, some of those mean matriarchs, oh my gosh, because of doctrine, this is what it is, we need to address it, it is false teaching, anything that accuses somebody based on their look, if they're doing nothing but sitting there in James 3.17 form, Pure, peaceable, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality, without hypocrisy. On a visitor, and you're mean to them, and you block them, and you stare at them, and you act like they're Satan himself in the pew. <laughs> uh, let me put it this way Eli Temple, I like priest, said, You're God. Micro to mega. Let people know. Is Marty? It is not your move. You've had your move. We're thankful for much of your move, a lot of it. This is going to be God's move. And He is not going to make anybody feel embarrassed, demeaned, seen through the eyes of a stereotype or lust. Oh, look, it's one more groupie. Yeah, glad one more is here. Oh, look. It's only a mother in Christ. Put her over there. We only want the males that are red state like us in our 20s and 30s. If you, you know, and there's nothing wrong with feeling called to certain age groups. It's how you do it, it's really it. How you haven't been doing it, it is so obvious. The way I believe and I think and I teach is intergenerational. Enter in to intergen. Blessed is all, you know, let's see psalm 112 it says this generation shall be blessed the oldest and the youngest so i can because i live by my inner age not my outer court i think i can relate to some of the old craggy ones that old fogey because that's how they want to be but i don't really go there i don't like to hang around with the old age you know over the hill we're going to pass down the mantle, eat our oatmeal like Wilfred Bramble, get our bucket, like, you know, sc- sorry. But that's, it seems to be the same group. They're not understanding their freedom to not be that way. And so, but then you go down and you think, well, I'm always, is my, because I think really young. God has given me the grace. I think now, what is God saying through the, rising youth. What is God saying to the 30s and the 20s and even beyond that? Because I want to know that's the future. I want to keep my, I don't want to get stale, craggy, like an old codger, because I don't feel like an old codger, frankly. But I'm saying that in the history of white America and red state, maybe coming from poor, there is a black and white ability to be transformed by stereotypes based on what your daddy did, your mama said, your peers said, and TV, and when I was 20 years old, my testimony is, when I was 19, I'd always wanted to be a teenager, all my life, and when I turned 20, I was in college, I knew the Lord, and I said, I'm never going to be a teenager again, and it hit me, this old age spirit at age 20. And it was then the Lord said, Tavo, it's psychological. From now on at every birthday, pray that you will not pick up any type of psychological effects from the media or yourself or you know, psychologically. And I have, it's, it's been God's grace. I feel, I really feel 28, maybe because of Dallas 29, but I feel 28 and I don't think old, I don't think poor. I don't think poor. I feel very quality. It is only the typecast and the stereotyping of the aging, old, typecasting, we-centric. See, this is it. We-centric is we-colonial red state. Well, we-centric. And see, they've been in charge of everything historically. But because I am understanding it, I am we global, not patrician, not colonial, not wanting to own slaves. Now I have said this. My dad was so E O R R servant leader, no patrician, no slave owner, to my knowledge in his family. My mother came from patrician, came from you know, the aristocracy, matriarch, and when I was and had slave owners in her family, country doctors and slave. And so when the seventies or eighties came along and I was really the eighties, I guess, or nineties in Virginia. And one of the pastors, a black pastor had these gatherings to repent and get over slave, you know, forgiveness for ancestral sins and a cultural, you know, repentance among Christians. My mother went with me and I went and I'd already been one that when mom tried to wanted to tell me and fill my ears with all that patrician, you know, elite stuff, her side of the family, which were Christians, but still I didn't let her tell me because I didn't want to know. I remember all I know is that Tavo, the word Tavo comes from French Huguenot, and they were from Charleston, and that on uh, my dad that was her dad, and then uh Tavo Church in Monk's Corner of all places. But other than that, because that wasn't aristocracy, that was just interesting. But the other part I just blocked out. So when mom and I were, my mom really was humble. And so we went to this meeting at the black church in Richmond. And I remember they they poured oil on the ground that night when everyone repented. Because the KKK had had property where that church was or something like that. So we all repented for slaves and everything like that, and my mom really did, and i was so proud of her, I really am. Nobody's perfect, everybody's got stuff. Whether you're black or white or brown, everybody's got stuff, nobody's perfect, everybody's got some issues, I have issues, you have issues, let's just work on our issues because we want to be the body, the team, with no big eyes, no little use. we want to just say, yes, there are offices, They can be more experienced, have the anointing. Some can be renowned. But you don't have to have a superstar celebrity, you know, like cult following. And I would say that to me, the most most bad discovery in Dallas, and even now, I'm sensitive to it. When I would try to find a church, and they were charismatic, you know, you don't find the spirit much. And it turned out where I was located, and you hear about famous ones, you go try them out. So I went and I found out that underneath everything it looks like, I'm not putting any famous pastor down, they have no clue what's going on. And I respect the people that I talk about, really. Because they have lives too. But I think what I found is this American cult following mentality, that famous preacher from over there in Charismatica, over there in California with his big flow and music, which I like. But they don't know over here they're all like guppies getting trained, getting dutiful, devout. And then you go, that's like I am for Apollos. I'm for Prophet Apollos. And then they have their rules and their you know subculture of that. Not really diverse. So then you go to another one. I am for so and so. I am for bishop. I'm for famous so and so, and you find out that even a megachurch who isn't all you know. There's this subculture which is hard to penetrate for a visitor. It is cloning, people pleasing. Usually it is usually red state and whelp. <laughs> the one in California is not. There is some of that in there though. If you got a white man, you gotta have wealth. Patricianism, but really like bristling. If one time, um, and this is sad to say i walked out of a meeting where this person from the famous prophet nice person he could go blue i think or red that guy and so they were in plano and i went to the church and the young man was the minister and he was just a great prophet and great miracles so i you know i'm a pastor i'm a real office i just don't have an entourage and i'm okay I'm happy, I know me and God knows. So after the meeting, I'm used to saying hello. And I saw the young man who's like 28, but very amazing minister. So on the way out, I just said, well, thank you so much. Just like a real person to appear. Man, that young man flared at me with that whelp spirit like women, you're out of order. I am older, I'm an elder. I'm not famous, but that should matter. I'm a minister. I am all four or five offices, all of them, experienced. God took every proof of that to test and confound the worldly wise in the kind of group I've been sent to as the off-scouring of this world. The apostle sent, sent like the obscuring suffering saint to the elite tv affected micro through mega ministry and this is the finding <laughs> do we do we want you to continue yes you got a lot of good stuff do we want does god want you to continue as elite as making stereotypes, as being compassion fatigue, as, you know, if I come up and the Lord told me, you will be in this car as a sign to some of those, especially Dallas. You'll be a sign, like Ezekiel the prophet, how will they treat you? How will they act when they find out that your car can't, I don't call it homeless because I don't feel homeless, I feel joyful. I would love to have proof to put me out of my I get so tired of people just like white ones (laughs) snooty and see the test is how would they treat anybody, how they treat me is how they treat anybody and I found out it is a huge red flag to the compassion fatigued and the elite and now used to be poor nouveau riche who have made it big, I was never nouveau riche I didn't have any type of poverty family at all God had to He's used this, though, to humble me. He's used this to make me free and not care. And even before that, I really didn't care about people. I've always cared. I, people are people. I don't think they're high as a state or low, rich or poor. It's like, no, I feel they've always been equal. They just have different stories. But God wanted to humble me and sift me and purify me and then find out the pain that people cause people when they're so aloof and indifference and they it's like poison and that psalm 123 verses three and four it was a huge mainstay i kept getting that and i thought is it for me lord psalm 123 i kept getting that over but it's his sign i can teach now because of doubt Summer <laughs> 23 says fourth chapter four scriptures I'm sitting here at your hand, Lord. I'm sitting, Lord, like a servant with his master, like the maid with her mistress, waiting for you to communicate. But the next part says, "But my soul is is filled with the scorning of the at ease, and my my and and the contempt of the proud." Psalm 123, Read that. So I. I'll be honest, I say, am I proud? Because you don't know, your. Pr- all of us are proud. So I'm trying to keep it down, you know what I mean? But I know now that disrespect, the evil suspicion accusing a new person that is in the charismatic witch watching crowd. I know they have networks and I know that if somebody has Use their seer powers and never talk to you, which nobody has ever talked to me and confronted about my life, about my church-hopping reputation. Nobody, except certain kinds of wealth, and these came from the group NCI. That's the big one. The big one, CI, is the big one. AG, they just flare at you, and a few, and they'll call you Jezebel if you're sitting in the audience. Had that happen, but the big one, the biggest, RCI. So when I have dealt with that from Virginia to the Deep South to all up and down states, Florida, I have a discernment of spirits. I really do. So I study the doctrine, the people, the kind of people that do it, where I am and all that for the saints. When you know as a prophet that you're getting seer scanned, that people are speaking ill about you, and you get little witch things, little things, pinchers I call them, that someone is really calculating praying against you. I know that. It doesn't bother me. But I know who does it a lot, what kind's doing it, and you know what? This is your warning. You've had it. I can teach you how not to do it if you need help. I've studied this so much because my daddy was so not like that. My daddy the pastor was just a normal, Heard the Lord, love my mama. It went this big drama. This is so much drama. It is so much intrigue. It's so much abnormalcy. And I don't think Jesus likes it. To sit in your posterior and project down the floor, to project into Sport Mill, to project over here, or we project to Texas, who is doing what? And if they did that, which goes on, which goes on. Florida. Yes. My spectral evidence, Google that. My spectral evidence said they slept with the man. My that they're witch they're witches. My spectral evidence. You know what? You're completely fools if you've not talked to them. You're completely fools if you're that proud and arrogant and psychic and spooky and supernatural and no earthly good. So I'm the balance. I can perceive like that. Just like Elijah. Sitting in the, you know, I can perceive the king in his chambers, but it's not spooky. It's not creepy. It's not voyeuristic. It is not demonic, it is like, oh yeah, God will drop something, he'll tell me, he'll let me know. That's what I know about witch watchers. <laughs> also, you read people, but you don't accuse people. If I say I walk into this big mega church and they're very famous, and very nice, but all of a sudden, you feel that you are being witch watched. You feel that, and it's one behind you, maybe two. And then there's a couple in front, and it's him. And then you know it's this group, the table, and you know that and the other. And then you know that they're reading your media. You know what I mean? And let them read the media. But why drama? Why this? If I'm over there, a nice person sitting there calmly. Maybe I don't look your type. Maybe I'm the Jezebel stereotype, which I am, the typecast for this well people, elite, aristocratic, and haughty. By nature it sounds like and I'm over here like getting off the accomplishing a lot for the Lord and I'm tired and I don't look all peppy and I'm just trying to get in with God and leave for my needs to be met not saying anything and I'm picked out of a crowd well crowd I'm picked out of a well crowd over and over and over it's it's because i have a deliverance ministry if a, a pastor once said if a when a demon manifests don't be worried it's just a sign it's ready to come out so i must have the demon i get that demon manifested in a prophetic white crowd of well well bred state all the time males and females they will stare they'll be spooky they will be critical they will lie i guess false There'll be Pharisees, but they never talk to me. So on behalf of all of you, and behalf of you that have this happen, or you don't ever want to have it happen, I'm letting you know about it. It is true. If you feel that you need to purify your hearts, it's the time. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. If you're pride, elite, racist, gender biased, whatever, you know you got false doctrine. You know you're going over to the wrong side, veering in your seer side to the psychic control. It's controlling. It's for control's sake. That's all this is. It could be seer pride. We can do it, but it's really controlling. It's a controlling spirit because I can feel it. It is makes you realize, uh oh, you better be careful. It's a cult spirit. Uh oh, you better be careful. You're being scanned but not spoken to. That means there's they're suspicious of you. They think you're evil. That's accusing. Oh, um 15 people, man. They got that many here. Three people, man. But I know it, because I know you well. I know about that. And I think, all right. But after a while you think, why am I God loves me. He made me good it says blessed are the pure in heart they shall see god i don't see demons on people i don't look for this they find me so i'm teaching it. blessed are the pure in heart they shall see god what does that mean that means they'll perceive or see the lord clearly and discern people and other things accurately because their heart is pure with no secret agenda or no pride issues or no ministry misogyny all right or stereotyping why is stereotyping a sin you're devaluing the person dehumanizing them objecting by them but it also ties in if you're avoiding them on purpose first john 1 7 fellowshipping those who walk in the light that means you're not in the light you walk in the light as he is in the light he was not a respecter of person's bigot if you walk in the light as he is in the light you will have fellowship one with another, and then, after that, the blood of Christ will cleanse you from all sin. I'm walking in the light. I'm ready to be. I'm easily tre- and treated. I'm E-O-R-R. I'm ready. But if you say, look, she's divorced. I bet she did it. That's charismatic. Disgusting. Accusing. Typecasting. Bigoted. Proud. If you say, so-and-so is a Jezebel, because I know it, my seerish power, my perversion of seerish power, I know they're a Jezebel. Another one says, yeah, they look like the kind. They are one. You were really evil, (laughs) but you also are proud, and you're also putting yourself on the line for judgment. The other part is, if you really read and teach the church of Thyatira, Everybody's ever seen me and called me a name like that, which or anything else, all of you and anyone else that you've done it to, this is your teaching. You need to know this. Church of Thyatira says to the lampstand leader, the elder elder leader, lampstand in charge of any kind of group, small or big, any kind of ministry. He says, you got a tough, demonic, false teacher named Jezebel. She was the dominating, I guess very, um, uh,
1: I like guess it?
0: very stern looking. Because God, if you read that carefully in Church of Tower, Tower, chapter 2 or 3 of Revelation, it says, God rebukes not the Jezebel. It's not the Jezebel that he's worried about. It is the pastor, the leader of the group. Why do you tolerate her? Are you that much of a wuss? Are you that frightened that you don't know my might and power to go and talk to her? And if you're really that afraid, Matthew 18, 15 says you are to talk to her one-to-one, set her straight. But if you're that cowardly, if she's that scary, or he, then you get somebody else and go with them. See, what we have is weak. We have really weak authority so that's why they stay away and they scan using spectral evidence and mistake people all the time and accuse them get themselves in trouble not the people they're in trouble so we have people that are elite and aloof elite and aloof not fellowshipping one with another so their joy is not full but also they are um not fulfilling first john 1 7 if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship, so that if there is a Jezebel, it is on your responsibility leader, it is your responsibility leader to be mature, and you make an appointment and you set her down, or him down, there could be either, right now, we're in the new day, of course, there's no legalism, so it could be a male leader, that is the false teacher, and a female pastor, I have never been one, that has ever shied away from making a polite confrontation and i'll do it again it is the opposite with charismatics it is the opposite they are so vain they're so scared is really it they're a bunch of wusses i have what they don't know Welch don't know a lot of women a lot of charismatics don't know i have the spirit of might and power on me that's part of uh isaiah 11 2 and 3. As well as the two and three is part of the messiah's mantle power, counsel, might, fear of the Lord, spirit of the Lord, the other two wisdom anyway, and so a lot of the technically well read devout cult followers of all these ministries they've read every book, read state book, and they only have red state books they only have white teaching and I'm not, not going to teach it could be really good, but you got to have a little bit of a different vibe to stay healthy. So you go in there and you are having a different vibe. They're used to the 40-year vibe of the same person and the same wealth flow. So they're all used to a certain vibe and the people that go, they all are stereotypes. That's how they make stereotypes. Anybody that doesn't fit their wealth flow, they can't handle it. They get all spooked out. I'm giving you lessons. So what we want is normal. What we want is a bit of normal in this for the sake of the harvest, for the sake of Jesus, the brown-skinned Messiah. So when we look at the office of the prophet in Isaiah 11, two and three, that's where the spirit of might and power is. Well, instead, they've got seerish power, sin spying and witch watching because they're too infantile, weak, not brave enough. If they see somebody far off, let's save ourselves time. She looks like trouble. (laughs) We'll just gossip about her. Tell everybody in the Florida Panhandle and put her on the witch list. I've been to Tampa. I've been to the Panhandle. I've been to Florida. I've been to all these places and this is going on. Do you care what people think? No. Why? I care at the Lord thinks, and I care for the suffering people that get their names called and put on the witch list. Nobody spoke to them. They just got a vibe and a spooky, a little heebie-jeebie, <laughs> and they got a little bit of a nightmare, just like the witch watchers, spectral evidence in Massachusetts, Salem, witch watching coming down from the Puritan whelps, some of whom had bad doctrine and a misogynist whelp spirit that caused the the Western European Levitical Patriarchs. Then it came down the pike, got in offshoots Missouri, (laughs) Florida, (laughs) and New Wine Magazine in the 70s, which are from Florida, which are from Florida. And um, just because I mentioned fruit doesn't mean I think you're like Hades, but your fruit is. It really is. And it's so, so avoidant of being real. So avoidant of relationships. It's relationship demeaning and disrespectful to men and women. People are on your Jezebel list. It is just disrespectful. And uh, I don't think it has the holy fear of the Lord in it. Let's look at the Jezebel chapter of Isaiah 11, 2 and 3. First of all, it said that the prophet Messiah in Isaiah 11 3, 11, 3, after the seven, you know, power and might, uh, seven spirits of God, it said that the real prophet, Jesus, would not judge by the sight of his eyes. He would not make decisions based on what he heard. He wouldn't believe rumors, the evil report. He wouldn't tolerate gossip, and he wouldn't gossip. He would sit there and accuse or judge somebody based on, you know, like his Seerish powers, because he wasn't a fool. He was a pure hearted messiah. With he wasn't he wasn't jaundiced or gender biased. So we can love you but from afar. And we can when the Holy Ghost is gonna move, why do I want to be there where you are if you're gonna do this to me? Why would I want to be there in your kind of clannish club and proud crowd that you're off doctrine? You're so off that you don't even know you're off. Why would I want to be there? And You're all going to be occult and red state. Why? That's why I'm online. That's why I'm other places. I go to other places. Places that I don't feel the... Old red flag of the old mean spirit. It is mean. It is mean. <laughs> you know, I think Dallas. I had to go to Dallas because I didn't have my mean on. You have to have mean on when you deal with mega ministry. You have to have mean on these days. And I don't really have mean. I don't want to be. But I mean, you got to have this. I didn't know they were that mean. I didn't know people were that hard in ministry. I wasn't realize. And so I had to get not my mean on; it's my drill sergeant, because people are tough. People are really tough now, and I don't want to be tough. I never thought I'd be have to be, but unless you're mean like they are, they won't respect you. That's why some of these some of these patriarchs and matriarchs guarding the famous man, guarding the door. <laughs> I thought it would take so much energy to go to church. He thought it would be like a Christian going to a Christian church. He thought it would take so much will to go through all this just to visit, just to attend. It's so old. So many hoops to go through. So many battlefields just to get through. And all of this, mark my words, all of this is guarding the Holy Spirit. You want all this guarding the Holy Spirit? All this crap, paraphernalia, all this false doctrine and incessant accusation is like to me an, an elite aristocracy, mainly the pagan elite aristocracy ministry. It's like going to Jerusalem. I went to Jerusalem years ago. Lord took me, and um, when you go to the night, the, you want to go to Jesus's birthplace, and you think you're going to see a major. <laughs> You're gonna, you go to where they baptized, and you're gonna go to all these places. You can think you'll see the natural thing. No, all you see are great Catholic edifices, Byzantine, dark incense. That's what I think of instead of the natural organic Christ that laugh that fellowship related. Now we got structure, infrastructure, bowing and scraping, mean spirits, and religion. That's all it is, is religion. I'm going to have to go, but this is Tavo DRC signing off for now. Have a great day. God loves you. If you need to dialogue and have a doctrinal theology chat, iron sharpens iron, pick apart all this defrag, this stuff out of your doctrine, I am for it. I'm so for the Lord. Also, I am a call, so I can go with the Pentecostals, I can go with the Baptists, I can go with the Black Baptist Church of God in Christ or Missionary Baptist. I really am cross-denominational, but my goal is to teach Cross by the Unity where you can go to any church and we're a community, a, a diverse community with no big eyes, but with some that will be, you know, elevated for renown so you can find them. But this is Tavo D'Arce. So if you want to talk, invite me, network, share, uh, be on my network, just write me at dfwleader at gmail.com. God bless you. The Lord is good. We want the Lord good. The Lord is good and his mercy endures. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye.